thank you so much, man, for taking time out of your day. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for thinking about me. Absolutely. I mean, you're an Olympic bobsledder, former NFL guy, former CFL guy, husband, father, author, speaker, man. I have a huge list of accomplishments. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. I'd love to go back a little bit, though, because you were born in Pennsylvania, right? And then you yep. moved to Texas at a pretty young age. How did that feel, you know, moving to a new state, trying to find new friends? I think you were even before middle school when you made that move, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, fond memories, leaving Pennsylvania, coming to Texas. But, you know, being a sports guy, um, you know, Texas is where you want to be for football. And so uh, yeah. I was excited to get to the Lone Star State and, uh, you know, begin playing sports with, with some of the best athletes in the country. Absolutely. I mean, you grew up in a Christian home. Your parents were always, like, encouraging, you said. And you mentioned that uh, whatever dream that you and your, I think your brother really wanted to go for, they were always there to kind of support you in that. Yeah. How much of, yeah. How much of an impact did they have in, in really just driving you to be successful in life and in sports? Yeah, I think what was so neat growing up, and, and I see it now, I didn't realize it then, but um, it didn't matter, you know, what we came back with, my brother and I, as far as, you know, if one day I wanted to be an astronaut, uh, my parents would say, okay, let's, you know, what's the path to that? And the next day I came home and said I wanted to be the president. And, you know, they'd say, okay, well, what's the path to that? Let's go after it. So we were, um, you know, Eric, we were always allowed to dream in our yeah. family. Um, we were allowed to dream big. Nothing was laughed at. Uh, it was okay. If that's what you want to do, let's let's go after it. So to foster that type of belief system at such a young age, I think has played uh, tremendously well in my life. You know, now that I'm older. Yeah, I'm in the middle of your book. I haven't quite finished it there, but it seems like I mean, you fought really your entire life. That was always a dream for you to be in the NFL. Uh, yeah. Then going to Buffalo, and then being with Green Bay, and then going to the CFL for a bit until you got your injury. But I love to hear the story of how you went from the CFL to being on the men's bobsled team. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know you. I joke, we just watched Cool Runnings over and over and over, right? That's the that made bobsledding famous. So yeah. When uh, when pro football was over, so Canada was kind of my last hurrah. I blew my knee out in Canada, and uh, you know I knew at that point I was 26 years old. I've been cut three times. I lost 2.6 million dollars in NFL contracts, and now I just got cut from from the CFL. So I realized that door on football was uh, was essentially closed. Sure. But I, I still had more in the tank that I wanted to give, and you know at that time things starting to line up. My mom had a coworker who was a bobsledder back in 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 the 2010 Olympics, and my agent represented a bobsledder uh, back in 2002 when the games were, were stateside in Salt Lake City. So things started to kind of come together on, hey, they look for former football players with a track background. I ran track in college, and so I kind of fit their mold on what they're looking for. And so um, I spoke to a driver. Uh, we had this conversation. He said, hey, why don't you come up to Lake Placid, come to the Olympic Training Center, try it out, see if you like it. And I, I remember saying, okay, I'll, you know, I'll come up, but if my agent finds a football team then i'm going football and yeah. you know right before it was about a month before i was uh getting ready to go try bobsled i get a call from this driver and he goes johnny one of my guys has showed up overweight do you want to come up now and compete in the u.s four-man team trials and so you know, I asked him, hey, when's the race? He says it's in two days. I'm like, are you crazy? I've never, you know, I live in Texas. We don't have any snow. I, I've never pushed a bobsled. And he goes, hey, Johnny, all you have to do is get inside the sled. Erica said, okay. I fly up the night before team trials, and we took third place. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. That is awesome. And you're actually on an elite list of NFL <laughs> players, right? I mean, Herschel Walker, yeah. Jeremy Bloom, only the other two players yeah. to ever be NFL players and then compete in the Winter Olympics. How does it feel yep. to be on that and list? We had, uh, we had one more guy join us this past games in 2018, okay. Sam McGuffey. Yeah. He, uh, real talented, uh, grew up in Houston. 
went to uh, Rice, and then uh, similar career. We bounced around the NFL like me, played in some CFL, but he made the bobsled team in, in 2018. So now there's four, but it's still a pretty exclusive list. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, did you know about that list? Or like, man, I can I can kind of go to the Olympics and get on this list or be ahead of time, or did you find that out later? Well, I knew Herschel. You know, I, I learned early on that Herschel was a football player turned bobsledder. And yeah. funny, funny story about that, his driver in the 92 Olympics was my head coach in 2014, so kind of a small world. But as we started to do more research, we realized there was Herschel, Jeremy Bloom, and and, and that was it. And now Jeremy was a skier, but um, there's about 30 or 40, you know, NFL guys that have gone summer Olympics, track and field, you know, things like that, but only two at the time for for winter Olympics. So we thought that was pretty cool. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) The story of you breaking out of that bathroom in Sochi is absolutely hilarious, man. Uh, how long were you actually stuck in that bathroom yeah so uh you know who knew a door in russia would would create that much excitement right i mean just just crazy but i was in there for was in there for about an hour and uh you know in the olympic village all of our rooms run parallel to a hallway and so uh you know after being in there for an hour i'm like i'm thinking okay surely somebody's been walking in the hallway so i start you know knocking on the walls and and i get to the door because i'm trying to create noise yeah. And I get to the door and I hit it and it cracks. And so I, I kind of wind back, I hit it harder and my fist goes right through the door. <laughs> and so at that point, you know, I can see into the room. I've got a hole in the door. I'm thinking, okay, I've already been in here for an hour. Let's get out. And so I break down the door, get out and, and you know, I look back at the bathroom and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to get in trouble. There's a giant hole in this door. I'm going to get in trouble. And so I, I go to the USOC, you know, I kind of, I, I let them know immediately, hey, you know, no horse playing around. I, I literally was stuck in my bathroom and had to get out. Yeah. And uh, when I put that on social media, I, you know, 28,000 retweets in 24 hours sent by 10 million people around the world. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> Such a great story, man. Such a great story. Yeah. You're a sought out speaker now. I mean, you, you, you're you done work with Toyota and Chick-fil-A yep. and Cisco. Uh, what made you decide to kind of jump the, you know, go into that realm of uh, public speaking? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I started speaking really back during my NFL days because I, I kept getting cut yeah. and I needed to find a way to generate income and be able to train the way I needed to train because you, you never know when your agent's going to call and say, hey, you got to go work out for a team. So started, you know, about 13 years ago and then... And when I got back from the Olympics, uh, that's when it kind of blew up. I realized, hey, there, there's an opportunity to take this thing full time because the reality is, Eric, you know, I speak at businesses, I speak at uh, uh, universities, conferences, galas. There's a lot of tools that we learned in the Olympics, in the NFL, that transition into the marketplace fluidly, right? Yeah. Teamwork, performance adversity how do you overcome that and so it's been it's been quite refreshing to be able to share a stage as a speaker and you know bring some insight on some of the tools that we use to be successful that people can use every single day that's been cool yeah Absolutely. And you wrote a book called Push. Great book so far, what I've been able to read. Just a great story. Obviously, it's on your life, but you know, you talk about the failures you've encountered. You've talked about the achievements that you've made. What's your favorite part of the book? Yeah. So I, I think what's so interesting is is we all have failures. And you know, I wrote about those because it's a uh, failure's okay if we just don't sit there, right? Yeah. We, you know, I, I think the thing I want people to understand and the reason I wrote this book is that, you know, failure can actually springboard you to future success. It doesn't have to hold you down. Now, you know, don't get me wrong, it hurts. 
Um, you know, yeah. you, you don't like being in that situation. And I get that, you know, I lived it. But, you know, I wrote this book to help identify maybe barriers, failures, whatever it might be that might be holding you back. Right. Maybe it's been years. Maybe it's been a failed relationship. Maybe it's somebody somebody said while you were growing up. I mean, it could be a multitude of things. And so, you know, I wrote this so that people can identify barriers, acknowledge them, and then let's break through them. Yeah. And that's the goal of the book. That's a great book, man. I highly recommend people go out and check that out. I just have three rapid questions for you, though, if that's yeah. all right. Let's do it. All right, man. So I'm kind of a music guy. So I always love to ask this question, but do you have a favorite type of music or favorite band that you listen to? So, uh, you know, my wife is going to kill me, but I like Nick Nickelback and Creed. Okay. Come on. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> I've seen Nickelback all buddy, in concert. All my teammates, everybody gives me a hard time and it just fires me up, you know? <laughs> Because right. it's so bad, but I yeah. love it. I'm a fan. I listen to Nookback. Listen yeah. to me too, man. So yeah, they're on my playlist for sure. Right, um, right. Outside of your own, but what's the favorite book for you? Yeah, yeah. So I think um, one that's probably had a lot of impact. It's it's a it's an author, well-known author and, and speaker. His name's Bob Goff. He wrote a book called Love Does. Man, just just an incredible read, and I've had a chance to get to meet Bob and spend some time with him at a at a retreat, and and uh, uh, Bob and his wife Maria and, and their children, and he, he's just so authentic, and, and the way he wrote the book Love Does and how he lives his life is uh, exactly what I want to do as I get older, and um, just it's a remarkable book. If you haven't read it, I encourage anybody to to go pick that up. It's called Love Does by Bob Goff. Awesome. And you've traveled all over the world. What's the city that has the best food for you, in your opinion? Uh, best food would probably be uh, St. Moritz, Switzerland. Uh, okay. Beautiful, uh, beautiful city just tucked away in the Swiss Alps. Um, it's actually where bobsled uh, originated back in, uh, I think, in the, in the late 1890s was yeah. the first bobsled track. Wow. And uh, just beautiful, beautiful country, beautiful location. And the food there is phenomenal. Sweet. Also, uh, John, I wanted to give you an opportunity to just give shout outs to family, friends, anybody like that as well on the show. Make sure that they got their uh, shout out. Yeah, for sure. You know, my lovely wife, Amanda, and we've got a little girl, uh, Amelia, who turns one year one year old. We're having a one year birthday party here in 10 days. And Come so I was pretty fired up about that. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, Johnny, it's been an honor to talk to you. Like I said, man, it's, it's great. I'm excited to see where you go. You've got your farmer's insurance agency as well. And just book and speaking, man, I'm just wishing and praying blessings over you and your family, man. Eric, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much for watching the show. Please subscribe to our channel. Would really appreciate that. If you could please give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. And please check back. We're always bringing on awesome people for the top rated MMA show and entrepreneurs world changers and success-minded people for the Bearded Biz Show. Thanks so much. Have an awesome day.